Hey friends, welcome to Christmas week and to Monday, December the 20th. Thanks for joining me this week and all week long we'll be looking and talking uh, about Jesus, looking towards Jesus and especially connecting Psalms to the story of Jesus and to all that we'll celebrate uh, in, in terms of the birth of Jesus, that manger so long ago in Bethlehem, uh, it was populated by the, the king and the creator of the universe. And he came for you and for me. And he is the great king. He's the king of all kings. And he is building a kingdom. And you're a part of it. And I get to be a part of it. And we get to help others be a part of it. Coming into that kingdom. And one day we will welcome our king. And we will rule and reign with him in that new kingdom. It sounds too good to be true. But the God that promises these things has kept his word for generations, for thousands of years. His word has been reliable. His promises have been true and proven right. And so we know, we know our God is faithful. And we will be faithful to him as he is faithful to us. I thank you for joining me on Enough for Today. And I wish you and your family a wonderful Christmas week. And if you have 10 minutes each day to join me as we continue through Psalm uh, 72, I think it will be a blessing to you as you look to Christmas and as you think of and consider the near uh, experience of Christmas, as we said yesterday, but also the far, the big, the comprehensive idea that one day we wake up and every morning will be a Christmas morning because uh, there will be no sun because Jesus will be the light and he will rule and reign in a perfect world, and um, we will be a part of it. So we started yesterday, give the, I'm sorry, Friday, give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment. We talked about the idea that good judgment is what we all long for on this earth, uh, an ultimate arbiter of what is right, an ultimate vindicator of all oppression, and that's what Jesus will be. Look at verse 3. The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy and shall break in pieces the oppressor. Now, verse 3 is interesting. This phrase, the mountains shall bring peace to the people. What is that about? The little hills by righteousness. Now, again, we understand the Bible not as we would filter it through a 21st century uh, vernacular and perspective only. Uh, that's, the, that's the application. What we want to do is go back to the heart and mind and geography of an ancient Israelite. And the thing is, uh, Israel is a land of mountains. It's a land of hills. In fact, there's a spine that goes all the way through the country of large and little hills. And so it's a very mountainous region. And much of the time of the last uh, several thousand years, it's been a fairly destitute region. But there have been times where God has allowed that region to flourish and to blossom. Frankly, right now is one of those times. If you go to Israel right now, you'll see immense increase. You'll see the land uh, alive with life and with agriculture and with um with produce and crops and herds and trees and fruit. It is a very uh, verdant and fruitful land right now. And it is uh, a land at the present. Now, I realize there's political tensions, but it is a land of fruitful uh, prosperity. Now, 
some commentators and some scholars believe maybe that's what the idea is, the mountains and the hills you know, coming to life with produce and life, sustaining life, okay? I think, though, in the context, there is a more obvious application. He's talking about oppression. He's talking about a king that's going to judge uh, for the people and advocate for the poor, for the weak, uh, for the vulnerable. He's talking about a king that's going to bring righteous and vindicating judgment. Later in verse 4, he says uh, he'll judge the poor of the people. He'll advocate for them. He will save the children of the needy. Well, we, we think of that uh, in terms of not just advocating, but, but protecting, vindicating, you know, fighting for, and shall break in pieces the oppressor. Now, this is why I think contextually, the idea of the mountains bringing peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness, I think it's talking about the messengers that traveled those mountains that heralded uh, the, the threats of, of coming enemies. There were lookouts, there were cities in the mountains in Israel, and there were towers, there were huge precipices uh, in those areas where, um, well, frankly, there were places where the armies were stationed and the chariots and the horses were stationed, and they were strategic locations in the mountains where you could see down the valleys that surrounded Israel, and you could see when there was an army or a threat coming. And remember, we've talked about this before, Israel was surrounded to the north, uh, by the Assyrians, to the east by the Babylonians, to the south by the Egyptians, and to the west was the sea. Um, and so there were enemies on every hand, and later the Persian Empire and eventually the Roman Empire. And then down through the centuries, it's just been one after another. Israel has always been surrounded. To this very day, <clears throat> Israel is surrounded by enemies, and there are lookouts um, and now, frankly, satellite imagery that warns them of the movement of their enemies. And so for the mountains and the little hills to bring peace meant that the lookouts were giving good news of peace in the territory. The threats had been neutralized. The battles have been won. Uh, the heralds of good news would have traveled those, those crests of those mountains and heralding to those cities and to those <clears throat> valleys and to the regions below, to the people uh, that they're safe and that the battle has been fought and won. And so, my friend, this is a gospel illustration. This is a gospel metaphor. This is a Christmas metaphor, okay? There were shepherds on the hillsides listening to angels declare the arrival of Jesus and heralding the news of his birth. And if you go to Bethlehem today, you can stand on those hillsides, you can see those mountains, you can imagine those shepherds tending their sheep, and you can imagine the angels in the heavens above uh, heralding the arrival of Jesus. And ultimately that arrival would be that Jesus would go to the cross and become your sin and my sin, that he would go into battle for us and that he would rise again, um, giving us the promise of new life, giving us victory over death and heralding a victory to us, the same as verses three and four herald to ancient Israel. So my friend, here's my, my, my point to drive this home. The mountains bringing peace to the people 
would would have meant to them something like to you um, the declaration of a total exoneration in your life, that you are safe, you are provided for, you are protected, uh, the hope of peace has come to your life, and God is providing for you, and he's caring for you, he's fought for you, and he has won. And he is standing as your advocate. In whatever way you are poor, blessed are the poor in spirit, Jesus said. Um, so in whatever way you need an advocate today, in whatever way you need a, a go-between, a mediator, you need a resourcer of the wisdom and the grace and the strength of God, in whatever way you are needy today, Jesus stands as your need meter. In whatever way you are needy, he stands to meet your need and wants to meet your need uh, even today. So my friend, look to him, run to him with your needs, place your heart in his hands. He is good and he came for you as a righteous judge. Hey, may the mountains bring peace to you today and may the little hills shout peace to your life uh, as God leads you through this day and through this week. Merry Christmas, my friends. We'll see you tomorrow.